have been talking about advancing in adversity. Will you say that? Advancing in adversity. Now, if you don't start that clock, I may go over. So you want to start that. Amen. Thank you, sir. So uh, we have been talking about advancing in adversity. And throughout the course of these teachings, we have been taking on various subheadings. And today I want to use the subject uh, re-evaluating my relationships. Re-evaluating my relationships. Um, of course, I study all week and just study and study and study and whatever I believe God wants me to say, uh, I will begin to hear his instruction. And um, I was pressed upon the Lord to share this with you. And I trust that you will hear what the spirit of the living God is saying. Uh, another way to perhaps advance in adversity or to keep progressing and keep moving forward and uh, remaining firm and strong in the midst of what seemed to be turbulent or pandemic times is to make sure that you are in the company of the right individuals. So, 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 and already I know this is bearing witness with many of you in your spirit, so I know I'm in tune to the Spirit of God. But another way to advance in adversity is by ridding ourselves, listen to this, of toxic relationships. Ridding ourselves, and see, you have to see the spiritual significance behind this because where the Spirit of God is going to move the church, because once this pandemic has subsided and once this thing is over, we're going to see an influx of individuals coming to the body of Christ who were not previously a part of the body of Christ. And it's to our advantage that we no longer allow ourselves to be hindered by the wrong people. Now, uh, I'm probably going to need a couple of weeks to teach this, and we're probably going to end up in the book of Numbers dealing with the children of Israel, those who did not enter the promised land as a result of hearing or receiving a negative message or negative report or even gossip, as it is said in the original Hebrew. But again, another way to advance in adversity is by doing what? Ridding ourselves of toxic relationships. Now, now and just let me say this, because all toxic relationships are baneful. They're deadly. Yes, They're destructive or poisonous, if you will, no matter how innocent the individual may seem. Poison is poison. I don't care how, how it's dressed up, how it's packaged. Poison is poison. Now, I want to encourage you because this is a message of ex exhortation. It's prophetic in nature. So he who has ears to hear, I want you to hear what the Spirit of the living God is saying. The Lord, he's challenging us, or he's challenging you and I rather, to reevaluate, reassess, reexamine our relationships. Now, just think for a moment. During this pandemic, notice how things have slowed down greatly. And we have not been able to go and, and congregate at places where we were doing before, as we were doing before. And one of the things we have to do is during this 
downtime, as they say, we really have to seek the face of God as to what should I be seeing during this time? Lord, d- 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 listen. <clears throat> Some of you have even been more at peace because you have not been able to dwell in those environments. See, see, you think this peace is coming because, you know, I'm at home. No, no, no. It's because I'm no longer dwelling or able to dwell in those mephitic environments that I was dwelling in before this pandemic. So use this opportunity to reevaluate, reassess, and reexamine your relationships. Now, in other words, God is challenging us to take a step back and determine the significance and the worth of those around us. I say it again. He's challenging us to take a step back. And determine the significance and worth of those around us. Listen, everybody's not in your life for the long haul. And one of the, the, the downfalls of a lot of individuals is holding on to toxic relationships who are beyond their expiration date. Some people we should have let go long ago. Now, listen, and Pastor and I were sharing this morning, the Spirit of the Lord, he said this so clearly. clearly. He said, there has been an overvalue placed on the wrong relationships and an undervalue placed on the right relationships. A lot of of times we mess up and can't move or can't progress is because we have placed too much value on the wrong people and not enough of the proper value on the right people. In other words, we take those who are actually beneficial for us or to us for granted, whereas those who are meaning us nothing but harm, we seem to cling to. Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. I only have, I think, maybe three or four verses. Proverbs. And when you look at Proverbs, it's compiled mostly by Solomon. Um, the majority, then there are some written by Augur and Lemuel. But Proverbs, listen to this, it teaches us how to attain wisdom and discipline in order to live a prudent life. And when you read Proverbs, it literally covers every facet of life from how to deal with youth, from how to discipline yourself, from how to eat, from how to have self-discipline, from how to conduct your relationships, from how to gain money. So Proverbs literally deals with every facet of life, but it, it, it is of no value if we don't take heed to the wisdom of what's being said. <laughs> the word Proverbs, it comes from the Hebrew word that means to rule or to govern. So these sayings or these reminders and admonitions, they, pro- they provide profound advice in governing our lives. And I said that to say, if we would just receive what God is saying, man, it would change the course the trajectory of our lives. Proverbs 12, 
26. What are we talking about? Okay, so, so we're not going to write it down, huh? Re-evaluating relationships. Ridding ourselves of toxic people. And I have to take my time on this. Because there are so many dy dynamics that goes into our makeup. And we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, just to give you an example, you know, a lot of it, our dysfunction, uh, you know, comes from our family line, our family. Uh, how we were raised. And let me say this. Uh, no matter your profession, no matter uh, what your level of education is, nobody is beyond uh, having mental issues. There are doctors who suffer from low self-esteem. There are educators who have mental problems. There are pastors and bishops and apostles who suffer from low self-esteem and mental psychosis. So just because you are a believer doesn't mean that you are exempt from being challenged. Are you with me? But that we'll get into that later. But Proverbs 12, 26, we're talking about what? Re-evaluating our relationships. Proverbs 12, 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. For the righteous should choose his friends carefully. So great care should go into whom we allow to influence who we are. Notice for the way of the wicked. The wicked here is talking about the evil man. The ungodly man. Listen, you can be a believer with ungodly ways. The ungodly. The offender. The offended. The offended will lead them astray. The ungodly will lead them astray. And let me say this. The Holy Spirit is challenging us to reevaluate our relationships inside of what we call the church as well as outside of the church. Now, there are believers that the Apostle Paul encourages us, you should not hang around. So there are some Christians who are not good company. So, so the wicked, it refers to the senseless or the foolish individual that will lead you astray. And let me say this, if you really value your relationship with the Lord Jesus, you are all the more careful about choosing who you follow. Because here's one of the things we have to understand, beloved. Whoever you are connected to affects what you are a part of. Whoever you are connected to, or let me say it this way, affects that which you are connected to. So in other words, if I'm connected to Shekinah glory, my relationships in and outside of the church affects how I matriculate within the body. So if I'm in the company of the wrong people, that will ultimately affect my performance, my progression in the body. Are you here? Proverbs 27, 17. 
just going to give you three, I'm going to give you three types of people and we can go home and I want you to enjoy your Mother's Day. Enjoy your mom. Amen. As iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. So the material has to be of the same substance. So when I, so in the ancient days when they would sharpen iron, it would be sharpened by another iron too. And they both were beneficial or needed each other. And, and let me say this. We need relationships. It's not good that man should be alone. But we have to make sure that we are fostering the right type of relationships. And I submit to you, uh, and I know it's Mental Health Month, there are a lot of people who, who are simply jacked up because the influences that they are allowed to speak into their life. Absolutely. It, 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 listen, study would tell you that the wrong people can affect your life tremendously in a negative fashion, as well as the right people can affect your life in a positive fashion. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance, the form, the outward appearance of his friend. So, in other words, when we are connected with the right individual, it's going to change my form. It's going to change my outward appearance. Well, how can it change my outward appearance? Because of what I'm receiving is affecting me inside. There's going to be an outward manifestation as a result of what I'm getting. And just like iron can change the form uh, 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 in a positive way, the wrong relationship can change you in a negative way. Even to your destruction. So, when I'm, listen to this, when I'm in a company of the right people, it's going to change me for the better. This is simple. This is simple math. If I'm not changing for the better, that's an indicator in and of itself. I'm around the wrong people. I'm being influenced by the wrong people. And listen, just because there are good people doesn't necessarily mean that those people are good for me. <laughs> you have a lot of good people, but they're not good for me. Are you with me? Listen, relationships are one of the most important aspects of our lives. Yet, we can often forget just how crucial our connection with other peoples are. I said again, relationships one of the most, see, th this is cleanup time. Yes, sir. Come on. This is, listen, I don't know about you, but in these last couple of months, there are people who I have created a gulf or distance between, as well as there are some people that I've met that, that's necessary to where I'm going this particular time. Why? Because I've been sensitive to Holy Spirit. And, and listen, I, I, I value the Lord's opinion. And I love myself enough to not uh, um, be codependent 
on somebody and stay in a relationship just because I don't want to be alone or I'm afraid of hurting their feelings. Again, poison is poison. In, in, in the sense that I'm saying codependent, where the relationship is one-sided, where you are making all the sacrifices to please someone who is nothing more than toxic for you. I know this is, I know this is God. Relationships are one of the most important aspects of our lives, yet we can often forget just how crucial our connections with other people are. Listen, and, and we have to stop connecting with people just to connect with people. The righteous is careful. And listen, here's the thing we don't understand. <laughs> you know, the Bible says, just don't make friends with any person unless you learn his ways. So someone who was offended, <laughs> what is it about me that I feel like they won't do me the same way? I don't, huh. And let me tell you something. An offended, notice one of the meanings of that word wicked will lead them astray is an offended person will lead you astray. Are you here? Notice, when we're talking about offense, it's the trigger of a trap. It's, the, it's a trap stick. It's the, part that ens, it's the part of the trap that ensnares its prey. And when you are hunting, you are very deceptive. Why? Because one, I, 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 I have camouflaged the bait. Why? So you won't know my true intentions. So if I'm someone who's operating in offense, I can't mean you any good because my job is to entrap you also. Oh, absolutely. And, and I hear this by the Spirit of the Lord. Even in some churches, as members stop running behind offended people who have went their way. Uh, I don't know who that was for. Are you here? Or who have left? Because here's the thing, an offended brother is harder to win than a fortified city. Why? Because they, they choose to hold on. They choose to harbor. And it's not until they release or let that thing go themselves that they're going to listen to anybody. I feel like I'm teaching on offense. The wrong relationships can cause you to derail your God-given destiny. The wrong relationships can cause you to... And here's what you don't want to do. You know, some relationships you have matured, you have, I mean, you matured to the degree that you are so beyond that foolishness. Why go back? That doesn't mean that I'm ugly toward you, but man, I'm so, I, I'm so beyond acting like that now that I have no desire to fool in those type of environments. But the wrong relationships can cause you to derail your God-given destiny. Write this down. And I got this from Pastor T. Our habitations, our habitation becomes our habits. Our habitation becomes our habit. In other words, the places that you dwell the most, you're going to pick up those habits. 
Now, we all have habits, but we want the habits to be good habits. Let me show you something. 1 Corinthians 15.33 ERV. Don't be fooled. Bad friends will ruin good habits. Don't be fooled. Bad friends will ruin good habits. A righteous man chooses his friends carefully. What do they believe? What are their values? Do they have integrity? What's their worth ethic like? What are they passionate about? Are you here? 1 Corinthians 15, 33 from the CEV. Don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. Don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. Let me say this. Anyone who distracts you from your purpose and God-given mission is toxic to you. If they're distracting me from my God-given purpose, doesn't matter how beautiful she is, how handsome she is, if they take me away from my God-given purpose, he or she is toxic to me. You are an offense to me. <laughs> Listen, even good people can be toxic to you if they distract you from your purpose. And I said this some years ago, and I, I would write this down. Distractions are the destruction of your destiny in, in slow motion. Distractions are the destruction of your destiny in slow motion. Distractions are the destruction of your destiny in slow motion. Notice I said our habitation becomes our habits. In other words, our environment influences our thinking, which in turn affects how we behave. Say this, my environment influences my thinking, which in turn affects how I behave, which in turn affects how I behave. Watch this. That's spiritually, financially, mentally, relationally, occupationally. The wrong environment affects you greatly. Just like the right environment changes your form. If my quality of life isn't improving on a weekly or daily basis, regular basis, it's a good possibility that I'm in the company of the wrong people. Is your life improving on a regular basis? Again, notice I said something earlier I don't think many heard. There has been a placement of overvalue of the wrong people, and we have undervalued the right people. Are you hearing me? If my quality of life isn't improving on a weekly, regular basis, it's a good possibility that I'm in the company of the wrong people. Let me, let me ask you this. Is there fruit in your life as a result of the company that you keep? Not rotten fruit, good fruit. Is there fruit in your life as a result of the company you keep? And, and I keep hearing this. There's some who, who are, the Lord has already ministered to you about your environment. But you are more afraid of what they would think 
and hurting their feelings rather than obeying God. It's time to, to create a distance between you and them. Well, how do I, who are you talking to? This will bear witness with your spirit. You already know. As a matter of fact, this is confirmation. Lord, I hear you. Three, type, three types of people. And we'll go. Three types of people we need to look out for. There are those who help you. There are those who hurt you. And there are those who hold you. <laughs> there are three types of people. There may be more, but I'm giving you my three today. There are those who help you. There are those who hurt you. And there are those who hold you. So the people in my life are either helping me, hurting me, or holding me back. Don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. So the people in my life are either helping me, hurting me, or holding me back. People who help me, those who help, they make things easier for me. Do you hear? They make it easier for you to do something by offering their resources, their services. In other words, these are the people who lend the hand. These are the people who give assistance. They come to your rescue. What do you mean? They see that you are in need. They see that you need coaching. They see that you need help. And I'm here to assist or help you. We're not talking about running to the aid of those who are playing the victim. <laughs> Bailing you out time and time again and you know exactly why you keep ending up. No, no, no. We're talking about people who are seeking change. People who want something different. So those who help are the people who give you a leg up. These people hold you accountable and they give you purpose. So the right people, listen to this, will hold you accountable and give you a sense of purpose. Are you here? And let me say this. It's important to have people who drive you to give you your very best. Let me say that again. It's important to have people who drive you to give your very best, achieve, and be consistent. See, that's part of our job, is to drive you to be your very best to achieve and to be consistent. And, and, and let me say something. Uh, accountability, it, see, we, we got to understand what accountability is. It, accountability is not just asking, what Bible verse did you read today? Did you exercise today? It, it's, it's much greater than that. An accountability partner is much more than asking me, did I do devotion this morning? And how long did I do it? Are you here? Accountability demands that the person receiving the counsel or advice, listen to this, is willing to allow their mentor, their pastor, their friend to look for the vulnerabilities in their lives, to accept what they point out, and then do something to fix it when they hear it. Let me say it again. See, when you really hold yourself accountable, you allow that person to speak into your life. 
show you where there, there needs to be some loose ends shaping, where, where there's some rough edges that need to be cut away. And watch this. I take that advice and do something about it. Are you with me? Let me show you. Proverbs 27, 6, C-E-V. So the, the first type of person is a person that what, will help me. They hold me accountable by being honest with me. <laughs> you can trust a friend who corrects you, but kisses from an enemy are nothing but lies. Do you see this? In other words, it's much better to accept godly advice or even constructive criticism from someone we know, someone we love, someone we know that cares about us, than it is from an acquaintance who's nothing more than being deceitful. That's that wicked person who's doing nothing more than practicing deceit. Kisses from the enemy. They want to, see, those are the individuals that would tell you what you want to hear. They see, they, they, they ignore the areas that, see, you have to realize too, these are the people who have a private agenda. No, I'm, I'm in this for me. Going back to that offended person. No, no, no. There, there's something greater in this to me. Because if I really care about you, I wouldn't trap you as well. Uh, realize this, the people in our lives will create balance or overbalance. The people in our lives will create balance or overbalance. The next type of person are those who hurt you. These are the people who cause physical pain, emotional pain, mental abuse. These people do more damage and wounding than good. These aren't the congratulators and celebrators. These are the people who want to see you stay where you are. <laughs> and listen, this is the person who will use you, then they often leave you incapacitated, damaged, disabled, hurt. Are the people in your sphere of influence, are they helping you? Are they hurting you? Or are they holding you? The third kind of person are those who hold you. These are the people who confine you. They try to keep you back from taking action. They hinder you. They restrain you. Oftentimes, these are your carnal friends. These are the people who compete with you. These are the people, when you talk about advancing, why you want to do that? Never have anything good to say. Never have anything to add to your successes. And any time you, you celebrate yourself or celebrate accomplishment and accomplishment, these are the individuals that will, you know, take the spotlight off celebrating you and put the shine elsewhere. Are the people in your environment hurting you, helping you, or holding you? Again, use this time to take time to reflect, reevaluate those in your personal life. And I close with these. Ask yourself some questions. 
And so here's the thing. You don't get answers when you don't ask questions. You want answers, you have to ask questions. <laughs> oh, I would write this down, what I'm about to say. Notice I just said, ask yourselves some questions. Because you don't get answers except you ask questions. Write this down. You don't necessarily always need strength to let go of someone or something. What you really need is an understanding. You don't need strength. You need some understanding. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Pray my strength. No, you need some understanding. Wisdom is the, see, see, again, we're talking about Proverbs. Wisdom is the principal thing, and in all of thy getting, get and understanding. For instance, it, 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 it could be jet black, at, I mean, as dark as it could get at night, and someone asks you to walk through this long alley. Most people would be fearful. They don't need strength to walk through the alley. What they need is an understanding. That's why information removes fear. Because that same alley, if, if I were to say, hey, walk down this alley, there are 15 people in there standing that you know because of that understanding, because of that information, you're more inclined now to run through, walk through, skip through because of what? You didn't need necessarily more strength. All you needed was some understanding. So some of you are waiting on, I'm going to fast together. No, no, no. The, the word that you're getting today is enough information to create an understanding for me to walk away. <laughs> In what direction do they have you going? Ask your Notice, no answers. If you don't ask questions, you don't get answers. So you need to ask questions like, in what direction do they have me going? In what direction does my friends or my sphere of influence have me going? And let me say this. If you're always struggling to make ends meet, always strapped financially, Open your eyes and look around. In most cases, your net worth mirrors the level of your closest friends. What did Jim Ron say? We're pretty much the sum total of our five closest friends. Your net worth mirrors the level of your closest friends. Do I know any friends who are not struggling financially? Do I know any multi-million? Not know, but know personally. And how close am I to them? Do they do I allow them? And I'm not again talking about somebody who's trying to get something from nothing for for nothing. Are you here? Remember, listen to this. Consciousness is contagious. Consciousness is contagious. So you have to befriend people who look like where you want to go. Consciousness is contagious. See, I surround myself 
with people who are already where I'm trying to go. They're doing it already. They look like, and not just look like where I want to go, but they are there. And it demands that you come up. And, and listen, don't, don't fall for the foolishness. Oh, you've changed. You're you, you, you right, I've changed. Everything is changing. Everything is moving. And, and it demands that if you're going to go higher, you're going to have to change. <laughs> That's like saying, well, I'm just staying in the first grade. 25 years old is the first grade. No, you're going to have to change. If you want to go higher, it demands change. Yeah, I've changed. Why aren't you? Are you here? My daughter Christina, this is long years ago, a long time ago. She something about, you know, we were talking about vocabulary. You know, they be picking dad, you use this word, that word. So and I said to her, I said, is it that I'm using big words? Or is it individuals just have small minds? <laughs> See, so we can't be threatened because you come off as one who is learned or intelligent. Don't listen, don't minimize who you are because those around you are afraid to come up. That's a that, hey, that's a good indicator. This is not I, I have outgrown this group. What have they got you doing? Ask questions. What have they got you doing? Are you more ambitious, desirous? Are you achieving more? Are you optimistic? Are you enthusiastic as a result of being in this group? Are you a pessimist? What have they got you doing? Next, what have they got you listening to? <laughs> the people that you're around, what are you listening to as a result of being in this peer group? Are you a more committed believer as a result of what they have you listening to? Oh, did you hear that? What do they have you listening to? And as a result of me listening to this, am I more committed as a believer because I'm listening to this? And, and, and let me say this. If you're working on something, and hey, listen to what you want to listen to. But when you're working on something, and, 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 you know, they got people who say whatever, whatever. Listen to what you want to listen to, man. Whatever. But if this is not help advance me, maybe I need to be listening to something else. Am I saying DJ Quick gonna send you to hell? No, no, no DJ ain't gonna send you to hell. But right now, I need something that's gonna take me to another level. Oh, uh, and nothing against DJ Quick. I, I like old school hip hop. Are you here? Still saved. What have they got you reading? As a result of being in this environment, what have they got me reading? And I'm not talking about gossip on social media. Are they cerebral? Are they brainy? Are they intellectual? What have they got you reading? We're talking about the people. Matter of fact, what was the last book a friend of yours suggested that you read? Hmm. Where have they got you going? 
Where have they got you going? A couple more and I'm done. But I need to get this information to you. No questions, no answers. What have they got you thinking? Are you more or less confident now? What have they got you thinking? Again, habitation. What? Did you write it down? Our habitation what? Creates our what? Habits. What have they got you thinking? Or how have they got you thinking, rather? How have they got you feeling? How do you feel when you come around or when they come around? Do you feel exasperated? Do you feel like, man, I need to go be charged? I, I need to be recharged. Do you feel like I need to go detox? Or do you feel like, man, I could take the bull by the horns and go another round or two? What have they got you saying? What have they got you saying? What's your language like? What's your, what, what are you saying? Are you speaking in agreement with the visionary? Are you speaking in line with the visionary of the house? Are you speaking in agreement with what the Lord has said over the... Oh, here goes a good one. How have they got you giving? Are they avaricious? Are they rapacious? Are they frugal? Tight, greedy, selfish? Let me tell you something. If you're really wanting to be sharpened, there's no way you can go you 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 go up and not that and that good stuff not rub off on you. There's no way you can be around a giver and something about you not want to give. Are you here? How have they got you giving? Because I'm telling you, the wrong environment will have you feeling like I can't afford to give anything. I can't afford to bless anybody but myself. We're just talking about in general. There are those who may have things that you probably never were again. It's You'll never be that large again. But because I'm not a giver, you'll hold on to it. And it's 15 sizes too large. But because of the, 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 the um, hanging in, you might want to hang on to it because you never know when you might. I ain't going to never need that again. But when you're in the wrong environment. And just let me say this to believers. Hey, tithe, so. But, 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 but watch this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There, there, there is so much more than giving than giving into the church. Yeah, that's going to be my primary and first and foremost, I'm going to honor God. But, but do you give outside of the kingdom? Have you blessed anybody with anything? Just something to think about. What, this is the last one. What do they have you eating? Oh, I could stay right here all day. And it's a known fact that food affects your mood. You, you know something? It's easier to remain undisciplined than it is to discipline yourself. 
it's easier for people to remain undisciplined. In, in other words, the example is, is, is so much easier to eat unhealthy than it is to eat healthy. Why? Because, oh, it just tastes so good going down. What do they have you eating? Again, see, there are certain things that you would just pick up as a result of being in the right environment. Try going to dinner with someone who eats clean, who eats healthy. Look at their plate. Take note. Hey, eat. I'm just saying it makes a difference. You're telling me I can't eat pork? Eat all the pig you want, sir. Eat all the pig you want, ma'am. I'm just saying, what does your environment have you eating? Not just, I take it a step further, even from a spiritual standpoint, what are you eating? I was telling someone the other day, I mean, there, there are a lot of preachers, you know, I bless God everybody, but I, I'm limited on watch because when you start eating on another level, you, you, the, you just have, you know, you no longer have a stomach for that type of Are you here? Someone once said it's better to be alone than in the company of the wrong people. And I say this again. If the quality of my life isn't improving on a weekly or regular basis, it's a good possibility that I'm in the company of the wrong people. Listen, beloved, I want to encourage you today. I want to challenge you along with the Lord to take this time to reassess, re-examine, and re-evaluate your environment. Then realign yourselves in the right environment. Your habitation creates your habits. Bad habits, bad outcome. Good habits, good outcome. Use this time to reevaluate your relationships. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.